0: listening to sci-fi tv rewatch episode 535 my name's dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne as we continue our look at the netflix norwegian fantasy series ragnarok which is in its third and final season and another pretty good episode tonight only two to go and and as we mentioned everybody last week we are going to cover the netflix Sci-fi, let's just leave it at that. I don't want to, you know, if you haven't seen it yeah. yet, um, I don't even want to, you know, mention uh, specifically what kind of show it is, but the oh, show I, Bodies. I, I it also kind of
1: defies easy
0: compartmentalization, right?
1: Because there's definitely... There's a, no there's question. There's a, a obviously significant sci-fi element to it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, looking forward to that, but... We are going to take a look at Thor Ragnarok, the film, once we finish with Ragnarok, the series, and you know, then we'll get there. As we said last time, we are going to spoil bodies, which, as Fred points out in his feedback, is something new for us because we are sci-fi TV rewatch. So many of the series we've covered, we had seen them. Back in the day, rewatched them, but we stayed spoiler-free. Occasionally, we'd have a series with a spoiler zone. I guess, was that dark, mainly? Um, I can't even I can't remember, remember anymore.
1: I think, I think it was season one of Fringe we did. Maybe dark, too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, they say the memory's yeah. the first to go. Well, which is why it's but, great for, uh, us for
1: Fringe, because we really don't remember anything. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> exactly. It's like we're watching um, the first time so- again. <laughs> Right. So, you know, as we said last time, you know, make sure you watch all of Bodies before listening to the podcast. Otherwise, you might be spoiled. And then, you know, for me, uh,
1: never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols and listen to the song Bodies. It's fabulous. Okay. Great track.
0: I'll take your word on that. Great track. You got to listen to it. it. Now, my wife is much more of a binger than I am. Many of the shows we watch, I'd be content to watch a couple episodes and then check out a different show. But she wants to, you know, forge ahead, which is fine. That's what we do. But that's what happened with bodies. So while I certainly remember a lot of what happened, I mean, it hasn't been <laughs> that long, <laughs> I think. Looking at one episode a week for the podcast is going to open up a lot of things for me that I likely missed the first time around. Well, so I, I, really looking forward to I, that. I think
1: there's going to be loads that we missed just because we didn't know. You know, like there's going to be stuff that foreshadowing everything that's in the earlier episodes that we completely missed because we didn't, we didn't know the relevance of it until after the series is done. That's what I'm looking forward to, picking up on that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I think the thing that, that is also great is that when you get to the see, season and maybe series finale, that there really is a lot they could do with the show should they choose to do that. And, and the uh, showrunner, I read an article with him, claims that, well, really, we just intended to do the one season. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, we'll see about that, bud. all right anyway um what we are watching i finished the blood pact which i mentioned last time and and, you know when you were talking about money heist last week it it made me realize this show blood pact you've got the good guys you got the bad guys and you got the really bad guys Mm -hmm. and you clearly end up rooting for the bad guys and right. the bad guys include bad guys but also people that are initially good guys and get caught up in the wave of you know criming as uh Ari melber likes to say on msnbc <laughs> and it's just really a just a great show now i know you as am i huge band of brothers fans yes believe it or not i finally got around to watching the pacific oh really and i don't know i i'm assuming you've seen it oh yeah a couple times so i don't know what it is i, I you know i've never it's, been it, it's not as i don't think it's as tight a story
1: because they're following like two different dudes right or is it three different
0: well yeah maybe three but I, I, I think part of it for me is I've never been that interested in the Pacific theater of the Second World War, uh-huh. the way I was of the European theater. But it's also so heavy. I mean, maybe Band of Brothers was darker than I remember, but I just can't watch it anymore. I'm not. I'm. I, I removed it from my continue watching list on. Netflix and and I may go back. I got to, I think, episode five. Yeah. I did see Anna Torv in the episode when they're in Australia. She's
1: in, like, yeah, she's early on. Yeah.
0: But the other show that we watched just the first episode, I still have Apple TV Plus. It's called The Buccaneers, which is a series based on Edith Wharton's last novel, which was published unfinished. Then it was apparently uh, finished in 1993, and and I ran across one review, which described it as literary necrophilia, oh. which I thought, well, that's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so we watched the first episode.
1: If that's only if you know a necrophilia, uh, yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're just like, oh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should read that
0: <laughs> now. If you liked Dickinson. On Apple TV Plus, which I know you did, I love it. Then yeah. you're probably going to like The Buccaneers, at least what I've seen in the first episode, because it's got that same kind of tone to it. So. Well,
1: after you described it as necrophilia, I'm not so sure. Well, well
0: no, that was the novel. I, I know, okay. but
1: still, it's like that, I got the image in my head and it's not going away. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you should still
0: check it out. But anyway, <laughs> so far though, no violence, no cursing. No.
1: Well, okay.
0: no nudity. All right, okay,
1: so so really, that you've just nailed the the coffin close for me. I, I
0: am only one episode in, so I'll keep everybody posted. <laughs> All right, what do you got?
1: Okay, uh, well, uh, Loki, uh, which is either the season or the series finale. I'm I'm not sure which. It could definitely, if they if it ended right here, then it would have definitely told a, a complete story and. um you know, because I, I don't. I haven't really read because I don't want anything spoiled. And I generally don't read anything, um, even though I have seen it. I still haven't gone back and really read much about. it. So I don't know if it's they're planning for this to be the end of the series. Um, there was certainly a lot going on at the end of the episode. Where I'm like, hey, it seems like they're ending the whole series here. There's there's a lot of resolution happening right now. You know, um, so yeah, I mean it was left open ended a little bit at the end, I guess for them to continue. So, Um, but it was really, really good. Just a great series, super clever, well-written acting is outstanding. Um, And, you know, I I know John majors is like kind of a persona non grata, but man, that guy is a really good actor though, you know, like um, so uh, yeah, it was good stuff. Um, I also went just because it looked like really interesting. and I, I love um, David Fincher, and uh, or his work, I should say, and Michael Fassbender, who also was in Band of Brothers, and together they made the movie called The Killer, which I thought this is this is a slam dunk, right? Fassbender, Fincher, man, we're we're good, um, and it was okay. And if you ever watch it, you'll understand why I wasn't a big fan. Is it is almost entirely done in voiceover? Oh no! Like, almost the whole movie. Which again, I I get, you know, I understand, but it's just you know, <sighs> I didn't I didn't I didn't care for that all that much. Um, but it was you know, it's a very stylish and slick movie. Michael Fassbender is a magnificent actor, and he's just freaking brilliant to watch him go to work. And you know, there's some cool fight scenes, and there's some a little bit of violence here and there that was all right. So, um, so you know, I, I, I give it a thumb sideways. You know, it's it was okay. It was it's like two hours, so yeah, you know, what the heck. Uh, last but not least, I am almost done. Which again, I don't know if it's the last season or not of. Our flag means death, um, which is the, uh, I can't remember the name of the actor, but, uh, you know, it's a half hour comedy on HBO or on max. I don't think it's ever been on actual HBO and, uh, about, uh, Steve Bonnet, who was an actual person. He was, a the aristocrat in England who decided he wanted to become a pirate and was not very good at it. Um actually did trade under blackbeard and blackbeard is in this in the person of uh, taika watiti which is the absolute best part of it which I would you know watch this series forever in a day because if they just give me taika watiti he's he's just absolutely a, a genius and very very funny person uh clever show it's funny you know it's it's not you know anything deep and, and everything it does you know gets into like human connection and relationships and everything and um and you know friendship and love and all this stuff that you know comedies do it's but you know is it spectacular no is it funny yeah you know it's worth it so um i think i have i think they've i think what's up is all that that there is uh you yeah, know, i think that they it, it dropped like a while back if they did i don't know if they even did it a week at a time i assume they did but um so it's. I think it's it's done, and it might be done done. I don't know if it's got a new season or not. So, but I'll enjoy it while it's here. All
0: right. Yeah, Outlander has the character of Stephen Bonnet in uh, one of its seasons, and uh, yeah, pretty uh, disagreeable character. We'll just leave it at that. I'm sure, I'm sure the one in in uh, the show of which you speak is uh, portrayed a bit differently.
1: Oh yeah, oh, they you know they play him for a lot. Yeah,
0: sure. So
1: the guy who played murray in the Flay of the concords he's he's hilarious you know um so yeah it's you know like it's it's one of those aren't pirates funny kind of thing you know like i mean there is violence and and death occurring in there too but um you know it's all done very tongue-in-cheek so
0: all right well let's get to ragnarok episode four of season three titled my precious Written, as always, by Adam Price, Emily Lebesh-K, directed by Mogens Hagedorn. The series was released on August 24th, 2023. I want to start with Lauretz, because one of the things that strikes me in this episode is what's the point of the Lauretz-Yen's relationship? Because on the one hand, I'm wondering, well, is it simply to force him to choose between his lover and his brother— which I guess it is, maybe, I mean, we haven't really seen that to this point. Is it to just simply bring a human into the fold, which they do, and he does play a role, certainly, you know, in in the uh, recovery of the hammer. But I I guess I'm just not exactly sure. I mean, Lawrence understands he's in a no-win situation, he doesn't want to hurt Magna, but would he? If but does he not? Like, is I thought that was the whole reason
1: behind the the serpent in the first place, right?
0: Well, yeah, but when push comes to shove, you know, you know, when he is, he's yeah. pushed against the wall, he yeah. I mean, he he says that he doesn't want to hurt Magna, and and now, granted, he's telling it to Fjord and. Fjord's not listening, and Fjord even tells him, just as as you said, "What'd you think the point of the serpent was, you dope?" But yeah. still, but it also gets me to thinking, you know. And you mentioned watching Loki. Well, what are Loki's powers? And and it just doesn't seem as if Lart's for a god has any power. He he just seems to always get pushed around. By basically everybody.
1: Yeah. True. Um, but also, I, to that, I would say, you know, it it took a while for Manya to, manif- you know, realize his powers, to see them manifested. So, you know, maybe there's just things that are latent right now in him. And, um, you know, may- we'll see him come out maybe in, till, you know, the last episode or something. Well,
0: and-, and giving birth to a killer serpent is no small thing, I, I- I will recognize that
1: there is that, yeah, true, true. Um, but yeah, you're right. He hasn't, you know. There's no like lightning coming out of his fingers or anything like that. And you know, we see all the other gods have, you know, very discernible abilities. And outside of you know a, a, a penchant for treacherousness, we haven't really seen anything or treachery, I should say. Uh, we haven't really seen uh, much of that out of Lawrence. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, we've mentioned the humor in this season and and whether or not it's intended or just kind of sloppy writing. And I think we all agree that's yeah, probably intended. And and one of the things I really enjoyed about this episode, the last 10 minutes kind of has that traditional caper tone to it. Lawrence is the key. And, and we're still wondering which side he's going to align himself. And, and, you know, the the first time I watched it, I missed when Fjord gives him the suit and he's holding the wig. Because right. when he's discovered in the car with that god-awful wig, yeah. it, it just didn't strike me. On the rewatch, I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. You know, okay, I get the clothes and all that. It's like, all right, makes perfect sense now. But when he identifies little O as his child, and certainly we've, we've seen that.
1: Little S, I think. What's that? Little S, I believe. No, it's little O. The snake?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And he's done this on more than one occasion, not around anybody, but he finally does it around magna who asks him if he's lost his fucking mind (laughs) and and of course but the interchange between the two brothers is meant to be pretty intense but as a viewer it's like yeah but it's kind of funny you know you want to smile when he says it because on the one hand you think well yeah but the other thing that i missed the first time is the fact that little o apparently has sores on its body, which yeah, which they kind of imply is a result of the poisoning of the fjord so well, that's what Lor says, yeah,
1: right, it could also be because he's got you know a uh you know, magical hammer banging around inside of them, too. Well, it
0: could. But I, I think the fact that we know the utils have poisoned the water system in, in the town and, and the fjord, I, I guess, as well, I feel like that's got to be something that comes up again. You know, I'm not ready to call it Chekhov's hammer. Uh, yeah, it's funny. The, the show I mentioned, The Blood Pact. uh one of the female characters, we see her through the last couple of seasons taking uh, self-defense classes and you keep thinking, all right, one of the bad guys is going to come up and she's going to fight him off. It doesn't happen until almost like the last 30 minutes of this series, mm. <laughs> but there we go. And, and that's what saves the day. So I wonder, you know, the whole idea about the poisoning of you know the water here I, I don't think we're done with that because we we certainly hear about it quite a bit right but magna gets the hammer back which uh, uh, again it, 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 is that supposed to be humorous <laughs> when we see odin/wotan slash Wotan with his uh, little motorized scooter
1: yeah he's got you know getting the basket and his to one
0: and he takes out Saxo with what is that? Some kind of spear? I, I th- I'm not sure what. It looked like it maybe an ore or something. I'm not 100 percent sure
1: what. But you know, like I, I'm not really convinced that it was like funny. I didn't really find it funny. Like he's, you know, violent though. Yeah, the whole, <clears throat> the whole thing had an element of I, I, I can't remember. Maybe Alan I think said you know it's it's and, and you mentioned like it's it's a Caperish format, but it's also, like, comical. Um, no one's doing it right, you know? But yet, some terrible things happen. Saxon gets brained with whatever he hits her with. A kid gets an arrow right in his eye, and apparently is going to be okay.
0: See, now, <sighs> that, again, I thought, all right, well, that's funny, because maybe I missed something, and maybe this is the way it is in Scandinavia, but an arrow through the eye here in the States is usually a bit more grave, uh, a medical issue than apparently it is in, in Norway, <laughs> but you know, right. but, but as Jens tells, well, Witten, I was like,
1: when, when I rewatched it, I was like, cause they said, Oh, it hit a 13, but he's going to be okay. And I'm like, did I, did I miss something? Was it not sticking out of his eye? And yes, then I went back and watched was. him like, it is. <laughs> like, what are
0: you talking about? He's like definitely far from okay. Well, you know, one of the things that that really strikes me about, you know, the end of the episode is what does Saxa plan to do with the hammer? Because clearly she's divorced herself and maybe you argue that that Fior and Ron have divorced themselves from her. So is she going to reunite it with Magna and try to retake the control that they were enjoying? Because, you know, on the one hand, she's she's asserted herself in this relationship. Being with me comes with responsibilities. She tells Magna, who tries to beg off from the dinner, so he can contact the company to search for the hammer. And they're like, it's a hammer, dude.
1: Yeah. Like, go, go to Home Depot and get another one.
0: Yeah, like. Right, but she then tells him, "You have time. If I say you have time, you're my houseboy. I'm just joking, houseboy." <laughs> right.
1: I think she says houseboy like in English, right? So it's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I mean, certainly Mary and I watch a ton of international shows. So often with. European shows, they'll be talking, uh, you know, Norwegian, Norwegian, Norwegian. Then they'll just throw out some English, uh, you know, phrase, and then back to Norwegian again. And I am like, well, where did that come from? So I, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about, and, and I can't, I can never remember the term. I know you know it. When the Norwegians are speaking to the Germans, they speak uh, English,
1: lingua franca.
0: Okay. Uh, so it's not a case of that because they're talking to, you know, a, a fellow countryman or woman. But right. anyway, I digress. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, what does Saxa plan to do with the hammer? Give it back to so, Magnus so he can yeah, put it back it, in his cool bag? Yeah.
1: There, there's two possibilities, and um, one is just, as you said, maybe she is taking it back to Manya. in which case – Wotan hitting her over the head could have tragic repercussions because you know she would have been an ally, but I don't think she will be now. Right. right?
0: Plus she's pregnant, so, I mean, hopefully the... <laughs>
1: right. Uh, the other possibility is because she doesn't know that only Manya can, can wield the hammer. Now, why do they not know this? Haven't they been
0: around forever? Haven't they fought the gods before? Well, you know? I would think think that and and we know they forged this hammer anew but was there never a thor's hammer previously yeah well it must have been because they're scared crapless
1: of it right right so they must know what it is what's ability but yet somehow have never in however many years of existence have not figured out that only Thor can wield the hammer, but right. I digress. Go ahead. Um, throw it at me. So go he, ahead. I dare you. Right. Right. You can see in his eyes. He's like, oh man, I really hope that old man was right. Cause, but, um, but yeah, so the, the other possibility is she thinks she can wield it. Right. She thinks she now is the one with all the power because she's got the hammer <clears throat> just as, uh, as, uh, Fjord did, uh, Recently, and again, she wasn't there to see that you know only Thor can can wield it. So honestly, I, the second time around, I felt more. The first time I watched, it, I think, oh, she's bringing it back to Magna, and the second time, I'm like, you know, I think she's going to try and keep it for herself.
0: Well, you know, it, then I I go back to you know the the scenes with her and Magna in bed. And, you know, the the, the one uh, scene where she goes down to breakfast and Ron and Fjord are like, okay, why aren't you carrying the hammer? Right. And we know that's not her plan yet at this point. So I, I don't know. I mean, why go out and buy that cool leather case for the hammer if not to align yourself with Mog. Look, dude, she can't possibly really like him or could she? Yeah, I mean, does yeah. she? Who knows, right?
1: Because like you're a, talking, well, you're talking like an attraction, right, that goes back to mythology, like it's like destiny, right?
0: Yeah. Because, I, I mean, does she have a vision for the future where gods and giants, you know, become one and, you know, we have this new hybrid race. I don't know maybe I don't know I mean I I I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily ready to ascribe that to Saxa at this point I think she's still a little bit too self-serving that she wants to take control certainly of the giants but I think of everything
1: right but now it's like we know where is she running with it too you know like
0: yeah right,
1: um, you know, like if she's just going to use it to wield power over her, the other giants, she could probably just hold it and say, "All right, back off, I'm in charge now," or something. But instead, she runs away. So I, you know, maybe she is going to yeah.
0: Well, right, and once Fjor r- learns that the giants can't really use the hammer, you know, you know, for any good purpose you know as they see it it's not going to be long until she learns that unless maybe she knows it although then that gets to the point i think you were making why would she know it and fewer not know it right and if neither of them knows it you got to believe well doesn't ron know it but i don't know it's uh i mean but speaking of the hammer i mean has magna n- learned nothing
1: he is not.
0: I mean, he gets it back, and obviously, the title of this episode is perfect. Uh, you know, certainly the the Lord of the Rings comparison has been mentioned before, and and clearly, the writers of this episode want us to make that connection as well. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, that's sure so right. obvious, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, he starts talking to it. I missed you. Did you yeah. miss me? It's like, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right, dude, right. That's like exactly the same thing I said. It's like, dude. Come on.
0: Well, right. And, and and that great visual as he walks away with the hammer of the rest of the group, like Yeah. What the F? Yeah. We just right? risked our lives and you just walk away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's really poor form right there.
0: Right, but what will the implications be? I mean we've got two episodes to go. Look, one of two things is going to happen: either the world's going to end, or it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, we suspect that the writers knew this was it. They're not getting a fourth season. Yeah. So did they make that bold choice? And yeah, what the hell? This is it. World's over. Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I feel like the world is still going to be okay, but I don't think any of the characters that we see here are going to be okay. Certainly not Magda, because, I mean, we kind of already saw it. I guess we assumed that he was dead in in, uh, in Iman's uh, vision, but, you know, maybe not, but, you know, certainly the uh, insinuation is there then. Things are not going to end up well for for Manya, and if not for him, you you figure he's probably going to take at least a serpent with him, if not a serpent and a couple gods or giants. I'm sorry, and also might uh, see some. So it, you know, it, it could very well be we see all the characters that we know are all dead, uh, but the humans uh, remain.
0: Well that would be cool. I would definitely go for that. Um now you, you mentioned a few minutes ago when when we were talking about the caper itself that, that things didn't seem to really go as planned, but but you mentioned Iman. Well her her aspect worked perfectly, right? The car's coming down, she yeah. walks in the in the road with holding up her, her phone. The potentially s- irresponsible use of her fans, yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fair to say. But uh you know if your stops and and uh well uh Lawrence stops. I'm sorry, Laurent stops right and and nobody is uh, injured but um, yeah, I mean the plan I mean I mean, I mean it was a good plan. It was I think I No, think it was terrible. Well, because Laura's phone was confiscated. If he'd had his phone, now, you might say, well, that's bad guy 101. You never let yeah. somebody no. keep their phone.
1: Especially you don't trust the guy 100%. You're not going to let him keep his phone. Come on.
0: Yeah, but he brought you the have. hammer.
1: That's the same. If, if their plan was worth anything, they would assume that, well, you know, they don't really trust you, Lartz, and we don't either. We would take your phone. I'm sure they would as well. So, um, yeah, they should have had maybe – some kind of backup plan here but even Fjor's plan is crap too so you know they 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 all go together
0: I'm half giant half human Larch tells Jens and we keep waiting for Jens to like ah that's a good one and slapping him on the back or whatever <laughs> I
1: thought he'd be like uh you know I just remembered something uh back home I'll I'll be back like never
0: He tells him about giving birth to the serpent. And I'm thinking, all right, well, this will be the point. He laughs at the seeming absurdity, but, but no. So he takes him down to the uh, fjord and, you know, I I guess that was, that was enough that the uh, serpent comes out. We talked about, all right. In fact, we, we feared the worst for how the hammer was going to reemerge. So uh, (laughs) we we got a better better method of delivery at this point.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say feared because I was actually kind of, I have to admit, hoping that, you know, we would see it, you know, crapping out the hammer or something. But spitting it out, I guess, is, that works.
0: For a 42-minute episode, which really flew by for me i enjoyed this one but what else i mean it doesn't seem like all that much really happens in this episode i I mean i get to the end a lot happens and um for me again i'm still wondering about saxa and and how she figures into all of this is she at the core a giant and if she's forced to make a choice between aligning herself with Thor and the hammer, will she do that, or will she stick with Fjor and Ron and fight it out in in, in the, you know the coming battle that I, I guess we're going to see? I, I'm assuming it's going to make halfway through episode six the the battle will start. I don't know you know what else we're going to see but yeah but well, you
1: know i mean you just definitely see them you know building to that that kind of boiling point there you know like i said i, I am we're not really sure about what saxo had in mind when she ran away with the hammer but like i said i if if i were the writer and again you know if i were the writer i would be doing the podcast i'd probably be you know in hollywood writing um, but you know, I, I, would think that I would make it ironically that she was, you know, bringing that, that hammer to Magna uh, when she got hit over the head. And now because of that act, she is now 100% team giant and she's going to prove to be a very, very formidable, uh, enemy. Well, now she has in the past.
0: Now, is she going to do that because she feels she has no other option that team gods wouldn't accept her, that Magna would not take her back?
1: Either that or because they freaking hit her over the head and she's pissed.
0: Okay. I I mean, yes, I I guess yes and no. I, I still like I just can't let go of. I, I think the possibility of where we could be headed. I, I, I mean, are we possibly headed for this ultimate showdown Ragnarok and it never happens that, Oh
1: no, that that's, I don't think that's a possibility at all. Okay. I mean, I mean, that's interesting that that's, that would, that would, that would be a, a hot take that I'd, that'd be crazy to see. I, I, but, I mean, I can't imagine that.
0: I mean, that, that, you know, everything's, you know, going full bore, that, uh, you know, she's fighting on the sides of the giants. Magna, you know, fine, you were hot in bed while we were together, but you're the enemy now. He's about ready to smash her with the hammer. No, I'm pregnant with your child.
1: Wait, What? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that certainly. Yeah. Yeah. We got. We got to put that on the table for sure.
0: So I, I guess I feel like the you know the whole idea of half god half giant has already been established because that's what Lartz is. Yep. True. So we know from a genetic standpoint that's you know not only possible but certainly has happened probably other times than than Lawrence. So, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm going with. I'm thinking we're going to get close, but something's going to happen related to Magna and Saxa. and, And, you know, again, part of the problem is knowing that in Norse mythology, she does bear him children. Right. So, why would the series not... Go down that road. I mean, maybe they won't,
1: but. Well, you, ha- I mean, you have them in it, bed. They put it at the, you know, before the opening credits, or they don't have opening credits, but, you know, they put it at the beginning of the show a couple of weeks ago, so that must mean something, just like Hode today, uh, or for this week's show. But I, I don't know, like, who that character would be in, in the show, right? That someone who accidentally kills Baldur and thereby begins the war between the giants and the gods. Like, I don't know what character that would be in this episode. First, I thought maybe that the kid who gets the, the arrow through the eye, but you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe he's baby Odin and we've got like some sort of, uh, time travel, um, multiverse that, uh, (laughs) you know, anyway, probably, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I, I feel pretty secure that we are not going to have a multiverse aspect to, to this show. But, uh, you, you know, again, you never know. All right. What else? Um, well, first of all, I, I, we need to address this little O, little S thing. Because actually, just while we were talking, I just kind of went back quick to a scene where um, Lawrence is, is at the Fjord. He's calling, and what I'm seeing On Netflix, because I'm just watching it in Norwegian with English subtitles. He says Little S. Now are you watching is it dubbed or are you just watching subtitles?
0: I'm watching it in Norwegian with English subtitles. Yeah. But it says
1: little O when you watch it, huh?
0: Yeah. And I'm looking Little
1: S when I watch it.
0: Oh, because it says Little O, the Midgard Serpent in Ragnarok. I'm just kind of googled.
1: Well, yeah, I saw that Google, but like in the uh, subtitles, I don't know, whatever. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, otherwise, uh, what else? Well, Manya uh, goes to the bathroom for an hour, and if uh, you've never had teenagers,
0: you would probably think that's an unusual thing, but I didn't. Well, I'm wondering whether she's going to like, what are you doing in there, dude? Yeah. Do you need some help?
1: Right. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. It's like, you know, they can hear when you take a shower, bro. You know, like, I don't know. Uh, That was kind of a neat little scene where, um, you know, Fjord is sure that Manya is dead, that uh, little S, little O has eaten him. And uh, so he's back there telling Ron how it all went down. And actually Lawrence is there too, right? And, uh, and Marty just kind of strolls in, like, hey, dude, where'd you go? Right. It's funny to hear Lawrence be the voice of conventionality as he's talking to the serpent, um, you know, like basically saying you can't eat people, that's wrong and everything. Um, you know, trying to assert his, uh, parental authority over, uh, over this, uh, Huge supernatural serpent. So
0: Right, and he tells it to, to show that it feels shame and that's when yeah. it spits up the hammer. Right, right. So maybe it worked. Yeah, so right.
1: Work, so um Wotan and Kiwi at the uh, police station and just Kiwi out of nowhere drops uh, the the legalese on top of the the cops. That was I thought that was pretty funny. That's another case where like a lot of this stuff like i i know like i read the subtitles i'm like oh that's funny but i just feel like if i understood norwegian it'd probably be like 10 times funnier you know the uh with all the nuances that language carries with it you know i like that as much as Fjord, you know imagines himself in charge you know he can't his his big weapon is the serpent and um but he can't control it right only Lawrence can. So, even with that, you know, with the hammer and with the serpent, and everything, um, even though he's the guy who's running around seemingly with a lot of power, uh, especially with his financial advantages of his family, um, really, he's probably one of the least powerful.
0: Uh, well, right. That's a good point. Show. Between Loritz and the serpent and Magna and the hammer. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, at best, he's third, and, and you always get the sense that Ron's a couple notches above him. In fact, she doesn't she slap him that, yeah. because his plan with Magna has failed? Yeah, so, his
1: plan was so crap, right?
0: Right. So he's, again, no better than fourth. And I think we'd have to say that, that Sax has certainly got him in the intellect department. Yeah,
1: I think that, that's about it. you know. It's really that that scene where like Saxa is running away, uh, seemingly not super fast, and and Ron, you know, if if you're not, you know, if she didn't shoot her, then why did she fire at all? You know, like some kid gets an arrow in the eye because, you know, like she should just not shot at her at all, instead of just firing an arrow off randomly somewhere. That's really irresponsible
0: irresponsible archery
1: yeah yeah that's the uh, boy scouts we we learned yeah. right away not, that's like day one archery
0: katniss not, not would have do not that. done that
1: <laughs> um i think that's uh, that's about all i got i think man
0: okay all right well, let's get to listener feedback and we'll be right back
2: hello to dave wayne and everyone else listening to sci-fi tv rewatch Alan from England here, mostly with feedback about Ragnarok episode, My Precious. What else I'm watching? I absolutely binged bodies. Day and night. That was great. I'm sure it must have been influenced by dark. But happy to make more observations about that when we all get back to it. Looking forward to that. I'll need a rewatch and maybe one of those wallboards or diagrams to kind of work out who everybody is across the different timelines. Just like Dave, I've watched episodes 1 and 2 of the Chinese version of the series Three Body, released in January 2023. And just like Dave, I found it quite a hard watch for various reasons. It does jump about in time even more than the book and shows things without yet even explaining what the early time period was, and leaves you to work it out. Now, having read the book twice, I do know what's happening in each scene, but otherwise, it would be really difficult. On the 30-episode YouTube version, the English subtitles rocket by, and it's like you see them, and then they're gone, and then you have to kind of try to work out what they said and digest it after they've disappeared. So that's quite hard work. Episodes three and onwards... ...are now showing as unavailable. So I can't watch it from that section. You can find other versions. I found an episode 3... ...but that had the English subtitles... ...appearing 30 seconds... ...before the uh, Chinese uh, spoken and video. So that was another challenge. Although episode 4 now seems to be in sync. So I'm going to stick with it... ...as much as I can... ...because I like the book so much. But I'm already looking forward... ...to the Netflix version which hopefully will be more engaging and easier to follow by comparison. Meanwhile, Ragnarok, Season 3, Episode 4, My Precious, and of course the title, My Precious, even more confirmation of similarities with the power of the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. Although, to be fair, it might have been that Tolkien borrowed from thousands of years of Norse mythology, as did indeed uh, Wagner's Ring Cycle, rather than, you know, the other way around. Fior, sadly, announces that Magna's lost in the water. But ten seconds later, he turns up with a weighty bag. Jens tells Loritz he can share anything, which he then does, but it's hard for anyone to swallow. Almost as hard as uh, swallowing Mjolnir, apparently. I have to say, when Mjolnir comes back, it was a better option than either of the two uh, ways I had imagined which would have been out the other end, or indeed straight out the side of the worm. Tan tries to educate the local police on the time-travelling effects of that special substance, when all of a sudden that younger fellow goes from zero to lawyer in about two seconds flat, reminding me of that time when Jim, in the 70s series Taxi, suddenly remembered he could play like a concert pianist. I did like the bit when Fjord creeps up on Loretz. But because of the angle of Lauret's phone, it allows Turid to greet him happily, completely oblivious as usual. Also, when Jens announces to Magna that he's had a bit of a strange day, then finished his beer and Magna's as well. When the gang gets back together, as predicted by Wayne, the episode transformed into some kind of heist caper, with suspected double-crossing, confusion and almost cartoon-like violence, as the hammer changes hands several times before eventually returning to Magna very much as his precious, and now it's just the two of them. It was quite fun, but what about that poor kid with Ran's arrow stuck in his head, that, according to Freya, uh, apparently he'll be fine? Really? (laughs) If King Harold at the Battle of Hastings in 1066 had recovered so well from an arrow in the eye, I think history would have been very different. Take care, Alan from England.
3: Hello, Dave and Wayne, and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Ragnarok Season Three, Episode Four. First off, what am I watching? Well, last podcast I told you I finished the series Bodies, which is a mini series with only eight episodes. I thought it was a great series, and I gave it an A or even an A plus. And to my surprise, I just heard in your previous podcast that you're going to do that as a series for the podcast. And I thought, oh gee, this is uh, one of the first times I have watched the whole series before you are going to podcast about it. And I really wonder if I can be as spoiler free as you always are when you already have seen something. Well, often you have seen it a long time ago and you forgot quite a bit. But this is also very recent. And, well, we obviously all four, and I take Alan from England along, he said he was at episode three. So by the time you're going to do this, we all four have seen the whole series. And I think it's a really out-of-the-box idea to make it not spoiler-free and discuss from episode 1 everything that had happened in the whole series. Well, it's just a mini series, so that makes it more possible as well. So I had a small emotional roller coaster going from, yeah, they're going to do bodies, and oh no, I have seen the whole series already, and yeah. They are just going to talk about the whole series, and not just about one episode, but still doing that per episode. As far as I know, you never did this before. Of course, sometimes with some series you do a spoiler zone at the end of the podcast, but something like this, uh, that's never shown in Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. At least, as far as I know. And you're going to do Thor Ragnarok the movie, Well, fortunately, it is by a big, big coincidence exactly where I am in the Marvel timeline. Because in the Marvel timeline, just before Thor Ragnarok, there is The Punisher and the first half of season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's exactly where I am. And I'm not planning to watch The Punisher anyhow, way much too violent for me. Well, great minds, Dave. Although I think this idea comes from Wayne. What am I watching? Still slowly watching Sleepy Hollow. And as said before, I don't know why I watch that. But just before going to bed, it's a good series to fall asleep with. Which often happens after 10-15 minutes. And still slowly watching the Shannera Chronicles, which is much better. And has a kind of Lord of the Rings vibe. And... the new series of orphan black orphan black echoes i watched the first two episodes so far it is on the australian streaming service called stan and for a while not in the u.s i think so of course i'm not going to wait until it's in the u.s and do it then perhaps together with you and other podcasters Therefore, this series is way too important for me. As many of the listeners know, it's actually the reason that I'm here at all. Okay, going into Ragnarok Season 3, Episode 4. One remark to start with. The last two podcasts, Dave, you were wondering if this Signy lives with Magnus' family. I don't know why you actually said that two times. Because now and then she sleeps over? I don't think that's a good reason assume that she's living there. I think she and Magna just have a relationship and she sleeps over just a few days per week or something like that. Perhaps not completely according to US moral standards. I do understand. I'm relieved and disappointed that Magna has his hammer back. On one hand I think it went just too quick that within one episode he got his hammer back. That may have taken a little longer, and so we also could see if he would reverse to his normal personality. On the other hand, two episodes to go, so I do understand it had to go quickly. But narratively wise, it was a little bit too quick for me. I think Jens was very sweet to more or less believe Loretz, and at the moment he really started to doubt The serpent just appeared in front of him. And from that point he really believed it and went along with the story. Best comical scene is of course when Wotan comes on his scooter with the hammer and and is beeping. I think this is the funniest scene in the whole series. It's a pity that Magna just sees this as his precious. So, in that sense, Alan's remark about that the hammer to Magne is as the ring in The Lord of the Rings to Gollum, or to Bilbo, or to Frodo. And it's not for nothing that this episode is called My Precious. Okay, that will be all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from
0: the Netherlands. All right, Alan, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I know Wayne feels the same way that thought an arrow through the eye might do a bit more damage, but I guess they have a robust healthcare system over there.
1: But I also power- think he uh, um, makes reference to Harold Godwinson
0: at the Battle right. of Hastings. I right, this. right. Uh, more power to your ability to get through three-body even the video version, um, you know, we've been go- kind of going back to f- back and forth with that. And yeah, maybe I'll give the Netflix version a a shot when it comes out, but I'm done reading it. I'm done watching the Chinese version for now.
1: Okay. Like you're done. You, you quit, uh, you quit trying to read it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I read it once and felt like, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, you know, I kind of know what I read, but y- not really. So then I started it again when I found out there was going to be a Netflix version and just gave up halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anything else about Alan's feedback?
1: Yeah, no. I, I would just say, yeah, like it seems like you all going to have to wait for March for the, the Netflix series of the three-body problem to come out. So Yeah,
0: at least. Now, Fred, you're right. Thor the movie is definitely Wayne's idea, but I can handle two hours.
1: You, it's such a good movie it's you're gonna you're gonna love it dude so yeah
0: um looks like orphan black echoes isn't going to hit the u.s until 2024 and i've heard all sorts of guesses for that whenever they say early 2024 it ends up being like june or july so i i don't know but i'm looking forward to it It, it, it's out in australia already so i i guess if you really want to watch it there are ways to do that sure um Uh, let's see oh he points out about signy and and i'd mentioned that that i thought she was living with uh magna and and fred you're probably right she's probably just you know spending the night which probably is a european thing because i i got i got news for you uh (laughs) as much as my parents liked my high school girlfriend i'm pretty sure they weren't going to let her sleep in my bed
1: absolutely not Never, ever, ever.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I ever. When I, even when I was dating Jody, who later became my wife, when you know we used to go to midnight mass and everything, and so Jody would go with us and stay over. Um, you know, she slept in my my sister's room, and my sisters had to like double up and everything. <laughs> so yeah, and, and we were in college then. You know, we were like solidly you know juniors and seniors in college and and still there was no way that that was happening so yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) um you know and and getting back to uh jen's and, and the fact that he's the lone human in this fight hopefully we're not done with signy i mean magna doesn't deserve her help but he doesn't deserve to die does he? Maybe. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean,
1: he's just he's being, you know, kind of an a-hole, but you know, not, you know, it's not yeah. terrible, but yeah. you know, like you know, maybe they just like, you know, block his text messages or something, but yeah, he doesn't yeah. deserve that. To, to die, but um yeah, you know, like Yeah, so uh, hopefully
0: hopefully she joins the the team and and plays some sort of a role uh, in yeah, the last I feel two like episodes. She will.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel like that. That's uh something that would happen.
0: Um, and, and then Fred points out about how quickly Magna gets the hammer back, but as he points out, and I think we all agree that it's a time thing. They've only got two episodes yeah. to go, so they've got to speed things up, and, and that's fine. Uh, well, it, you know, re- they took
1: almost all of season one before he was even able to use his powers properly, though, right? Right.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, it, it just reminded me of one funny scene in this episode when his mother calls and she's like, uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling too good. Uh, you know, ate some bad muscles, Eric. She was drunk as a skunk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah.
0: No, I wasn't bad muscles.
1: Yeah. Bad muscles. Yeah. Yeah. We've all, uh, had that, uh, that food poisoning. Yep. I, I don't know if Fred mentioned, but you know, like when, you know, she's, uh, Lawrence is holding the phone in, in his hand and he's like bending over in, into the, the the cabinet where all the pans and stuff are and she's like, Oh hi Fjor, as Fjord Because she's his phone is facing out and she can see him and Lawrence did not. That was yeah. also kind of a funny ish type scene. She's a really good uh comedic actress. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So anything else
1: about Fred? Um, just like I'm sorry that you're skipping the Punisher. I I get it that you know it. I'm it, not obviously it is violent. I mean that's the comic book is like probably one of the most violent comic books as well. Uh, but that series was so good. Like John Barenthal was just fabulous as the Punisher. So I'm sad that you're not going to watch it, but I understand, Fred, and that makes sense.
0: All right, Alan, Fred, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go B plus. I like this one. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um,
1: I, think, I, I think I'm think actually going to go A- on it. Okay. Almost going down to B+, just because of the ludicrous seeing a kid shot through the eye with an arrow, and then just, like, the very next scene, oh, he's going to be all right. Like, come on. Like, as as Alan said, really?
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. We should have a segment then. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah we
0: should. Yeah, that's been done there's a lot of
1: things you need to bring back you know we had Project yeah. X and everything you know? yeah yeah
0: so all right uh, you want to leave it there sure all right well that'll do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch thank you for joining us love to hear what you think about Ragnarok anything going on in your genre world check out the Facebook group if you haven't already sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com is the way you can reach us we'll be back next week to talk about season three episode five of the netflix series ragnarok but until then
1: yo dave that's the joy of climate change